This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. The sports gambling podcast that just four that just spends four days getting kicked in the balls repeatedly over and over again, just speaking for myself. Uh, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to bet on college basketball player prop bet parlays. Uh, we're here with, with Rain Man and Capper, uh, I gotta the much stop wiser. You right there. Uh, I'm no longer referred to as Rain Man on this podcast. I'm actually referred to as Rain Man sponsored by SoFi. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why is that, Rain Man? Well, Michigan State kind of gave the idea after being referred to exclusively as Michigan State Spartan sponsored by Rocket Mortgage, which they later walked back a couple of days ago, but I'm not walking it back, and I've sold my naming rights to SoFi because I care about the student loan crisis. So, please refer to me as Rain Man, sponsored by SoFi going forward. Okay, Rain Man, sponsored by So Full of Shit. Uh, who is your favorite uh, team to watch in the tournament so far? Uh, easily Loyola, and my favorite player to watch, Cameron Crutwig. He's the rec YMCA dude that everyone loves because you can see yourself in him. Like, <laughs> if, if Cameron Crutwig could have done it, I probably could have done it too. That's pretty cool. It's amazing to watch him play. He's also just really good at basketball. He's a dude. Uh, going into the game against Illinois, who's actually ranked as the fourth best big of the year. And guess what? He was going against Illinois' Kofi Cockburn, who's going to be drafted probably in the Co- first round of the NBA. Co- and- Coburn. Coburn. It's a soft, soft CK there. <laughs> Whatever. He, he played kind of like a cock against Crutwig. Uh, he was ranked fifth. So Ken Palm wasn't wrong. So tribute to Ken Kenneth Pomeroy. Uh, Cameron Crutwig, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next yeah. round. Crutwig, in a different in a different generation, Crutwig, I swear to God, would be a collector for Al Capone. My God, that guy looks like a goon. <laughs> you would uh, be Capper, perfect for that. Capper, uh, your favorite team to watch in the tournament so far? Uh, I'll go with the upset here because the first round was, and second round, honestly, was plagued by upsets. Underdogs win it at every turn. And I, my favorite team to watch is Oregon. They played one game. Uh, they just smacked Iowa. Luca Garza was unstoppable, but they didn't care because they were shooting, scoring the ball at will. 56% from the field, 44% from three. Just an unstoppable offensive force. Dane Altman had those guys ready to go, and I'm excited to see him in the Sweet 16. Uh, Capper, you know who Matthew McConaughey's uh, favorite college basketball coach is? Altman, Altman, Altman. <laughs> oh, no. That's it. <laughs> Just roll, roll the intro. I'll uh, <laughs> all out for now. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd, like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. All right, this is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. We are coming off uh, borderline exhausting four days of college basketball action. The Friday to Monday slate, something else. Taxing. (laughs) Taxing. Just taxing. That Monday, just rolling out, and then all those favorites coming through after all those underdogs. Uh, We are going to be uh, picking... Uh, every single game on the Sweet 16 slate and also keeping track of our record against the spread uh, for a little challenge we're going to be doing next week. Have a little fun. We like to have, we have a little fun. We have fun. It's, it's, have it's, fun. A, it's sometimes fun. Sometimes. We have fun. Um, <laughs> some, so, sometimes. Uh, we're, uh, the, we're talking about the Sweet 16 and, and you can really see the repercussions of uh, first two weeks, of the, the first 
couple of rounds of the tournament, historical amount of upsets. We have the highest average seeds ever coming into the Sweet 16. As a result, these games we're seeing, one, not a lot of close spreads and generally not a lot of matchups that before the tournament you would have said you're pretty excited to see. But we are here nonetheless. What it, From broad strokes, what do you guys think of the board? Oh, I actually love the board. Uh, I think that this is going to be one of the easiest Sweet 16s to take advantage of against the spread. And there's nothing heavily careful, public care, on the board. Careful that wording there. Uh, Just you love taking advantage of Sweet 16s. That's all right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, let's edit oh, that no. one out and post. You're uh, but yeah, I love it. Also, we didn't explain the contest rules. Did we settle on what we're going to do? I think so. How we're going to do this is every single game we're going to cover, each of us will either have to make a pick against the spread or against the total. Um, We're going to keep track of the overall record. The winner will, I think, for the loser, have to choose an album for them to write a 500 word essay about and for them to review. I'm very excited about that. Music music reviews from BYBW, a whole new arm of our uh, penumbra of uh, content here. For, for for an audience that doesn't deserve better, we're bringing you more that you don't want. Um, <laughs> let's just go right to uh, our Saturday games. Uh, I, I, d- I got- do want to say I love the board as well, but I love the board so much that I despise it, and it terrifies <laughs> me. No, it's like a full circle thing. Yeah. You love it. You love it so much you hate it. Yep. You love to hate the board. It can't be this easy because it can't be this easy. It's like a big bag of spicy Cheetos. Ooh. Um, we're no. going to go to, no, that's just love. Uh, love and, that's a love and love. That's a love. How do you, how do you feel two hours later, buddy? I'd Get say it's like, like an extra uh, hot, hot chicken. <laughs> we're, we're meandering boys. Uh, we got some picks and I Bart Scott can't wait. Uh, can't wait. so let's go right to the first Saturday game. Uh, this is, uh, has out of the gate. We're, we're going with a 125.5 total in the Oregon State Loyola Chicago game. Um, I'll say from the jump, I'll just give my pick. I'm officially out of the business of betting against Wayne Tinkle and Oregon State. I have bet against them their entire Pac-12 tournament run, their NCAA tournament run. I do not understand how they are so good. I'm on Oregon State with the points because I can't. I simply cannot choose anything else and the line tells me it should be close 125.5 is real real low uh but i could still see it going under uh capper do you have a lean on this one well i i will start out by saying oregon state has benefited uh maybe not so much the first round but definitely last game of a cade cunningham number one overall pick in the draft no show Um, knew that was gonna happen he scored 24 points but he was six of 20 from the floor um you know, just did a lot late when the game was out of hand already and really didn't put Oklahoma State in a position to win that basketball game. Probably shouldn't have compared himself to Carmelo before the tournament even started. That was uh, a misstep on his part. But he's got he's got a lot to learn. He's a young I kid. certainly wouldn't have done it. So I'm taking Loyola minus 6.5. Um, if you can beat Illinois by 13, you can certainly beat Oregon State by 6.5 points. 7 points? It, I have yeah, 6.5. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's six and a half, but so you got to win by seven. <laughs> if you can you gotta, dodge a wrench, way. you can dodge a ball, ball analysis. Uh, 
Uh, Rain Man, what's your, what's your uh, I love Loyola. One? They're just a good team. They've been good. They were in the Final Four a couple years back. No reason to think they can't do it again. And, yeah, Oregon State has a magical run, but there's nothing more magical than seeing Sister Jean at the age of 102. Sitting at these games in person, Sister Jean will stop Oregon State's magic. Loyola wins easy. They won't have an answer for Crutwood. What's, what's her prayer look like pregame here? Because, obviously, she prayed against easy um, layups for Illinois. And oh, it geez, didn't don't, happen. Don't don't look forward. So is it a don't, prayer? Don't look forward. Is it a prayer against the Beavers getting hot from three? Or no, it's, it's I bet internal. she's gonna say. I bet she's gonna come out and say these motherfuckers. They were <laughs> they were slated last in the past twelve, and they cannot fucking stay on the floor with us, loyal. You so you fucking pieces of shit. I do not have another tournament she in doesn't. me. You- bitches yeah, so you better go fucking win or i will die i will die right now i think that's what she might say oh my I don't god know. yeah that would motivate me i'm yeah loyola for sure you win Please. or i die she okay i'm old like enough that. where i can control it she just holds her breath for 15 seconds longer than she should it's over okay let's go to the next wow. one we got a don't do that to sister jean Woo. Baylor minus seven. I'm just, it's a motivational tactic. She's great at what she does. Uh, God bless. <laughs> uh, Baylor minus seven against Villanova, a Villanova team that we hated uh, coming into the tournament. Universally, everyone was on, was on Winthrop. Uh, the total is 138, uh, 138 and a half. Uh, Rain Man, I'll let you go first here. Uh, well, so I'll say that we did hate Villanova. I continue to hate Villanova and will not overreact to Villanova's wins in the tournament here. Uh, they looked pretty mediocre uh, in their two games after losing there, after the injury concerns, losing Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore before the tournament. Uh, and then what did they do in the tournament? They beat Winthrop. Who cares? They beat UNT. Who cares? Let's pump the brake on Villanova being back. Baylor's a completely different animal. Clearly the second best team in this tournament. Uh, minus seven. Baylor's probably the best shooting team behind the arc uh, out of any major school here. So give me Baylor minus seven. It's Villanova. I don't think it's going to be close. That doesn't sound correct, but I'll I'll allow it. Uh, Which part didn't sound correct? You don't like Baylor? Baylor being the best shooting team behind the arc. Maybe other than Gonzaga from behind the arc. Yeah, it's correct, buddy. Look it up. All right. Google it, son. Hey, hey, I'm going to do it right now while Capper's meandering along. No, this is. If it's not right, you're not going to tell me. But Capper, you. Well, then you'll just have silence. This is this is tough for me because I think um, Villanova stinks first and foremost, and I think Baylor's really good. But if there's one thing I know, and if it doesn't end up happening, then take this all back. But coaching matters in March, and we've got we've got Jay Wright on one side, and we've got Scott Drew on the other side. A guy who's never won shit in his entire career, despite the fact that he's had multiple really good teams and good, and he's run a great program at Baylor, but he always loses in this spot. And I'm not saying that he's going to lose, but Jay Wright is going to outclass him here. Um, and Villanova, with how they obviously they beat a 12 seed, they beat a 13 seed. We're not celebrating here. They got they're going up against a one right now. But Jer- Jeremiah Robinson Earl is playing great basketball right now. Um, I think they keep this game close enough where it goes down to the wire and it can go either way. I, I think Villanova has a chance to pull an upset here, so I'm taking the plus seven. All right, well, you're going to regret that because Baylor is actually the number one three-point shooting team of the regular season in 2020-2021, shooting 41.8%, also the seventh highest points per game. Villanova is at 74. Uh, these teams aren't close on paper, and there's no reason to think they're going to be close now. 
I uh, I do think Scott Drew is the human embodiment of person who returns and complains at fast food restaurant, returns food. Uh, he just looks like that. Uh, I would probably lean on... I think I'm going to take the over 138 and a half here. I think we're going to get a, lo- a little more points than that. I don't think the D is going to necessarily lock them up. I'm expecting more of a shootout, partially for the reasons Rayman is saying. Uh, got, so I'm um, going to be taking the over in this spot. When when was the last time Scott Drew's Baylor Bears made it to the Elite Eight? When was the last time they were this good? It was probably like two or three years ago. <laughs> Brother, it they like were it's a distant. They were twenty eight and eight um, going into the tournament in two thousand and nine. Okay, they were thirty and eight going into the tournament in two thousand eleven. That's the and last what about time they made it. And what about this year? Oh, it's a weird year, COVID year. <laughs> COVID, all right. COVID year. Records, two losses records, for the records. record for the listeners. Uh, a little bit different. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the what we all want to talk about, which is Oral. Uh, Oral Roberts versus Arkansas. Total in this one one fifty nine and a half, and it is the spread. Uh, Arkansas, they're given eleven. They keep doing these double digit spreads, and Oral uh, Obmus, that Obmus kid, unreal, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> what is hot. unbelievable? Unbelievable player. Uh, <laughs> What is, uh, what do you got, Capper? Who do you like in this one? Uh, God. Um, I, I cannot lay double digit points against Oral Roberts right now. I can't right? do it. I can't. I'm not going to do it. I can't, can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, as good as Arkansas has been, can't do it, won't do it. Um, it's still just like, it's still a team that leaves a little bit to be desired. And when you're going against a Cinderella team that has knocked off a number two seed already, um, knocked off a, I would say, average, above they, average Florida team. They did Florida knock off team. a two seed. They Ohio beat a State two knocked seed. themselves. Ohio State knocked themselves out. They played terribly that game. Okay. Okay. Hey. I'm just saying, look, look, look at this. Look at the, look at the games. Watch the games. In, watch the tape. Look at the numbers. See what, see what you think. In, in the box score, one team has a W by him, and that's Oral Roberts. Bob. They technically won the game. Oral Bob. Uh, so what I will say, uh, <laughs> Oral Roberts. Uh, I'm taking Arkansas. I think that was pretty clear here. People overreact in March Madness to the first weekend of games because there's so many upsets and they get swept up in these storylines. But at the end of the day, like they're still playing basketball games. You have a season of numbers, seasons of games that you can use to evaluate what's going to happen going forward, which is a lot more data than two games over one weekend. I'm taking Arkansas minus 11. They are a hell of a good program. Uh, first, quick question. Uh, they're tied for 10 for – the most final four appearances at six total. They've been here before. No reason to think they can't do it again. When was the last time they? When was the last time they've been here? You fucking 90s. idiot. They, 90s. Arkansas Fine. hasn't been relevant in third. None of these kids were fucking. These kids weren't even fucking. They, thoughts they are in the when they were third tier last of time Arkansas was programs over the last fifty years. People don't remember that, but the DNA's there and the must bus is driving hard. So I, I kind of like Arkansas to go pretty far here. Oral Roberts. Uh, all these Ken Palm, Sagarin, Lefevre, they all update after every game, including March Magnus. Oral Roberts is still only 128 in Ken Palm, 131 in Sagarin, 154 in Lefevre. There's no reason to think that they can match up with the Arkansas, which is a top 10, top 15 team in all of these things. Uh, so what I'll say is, one, Oral Roberts, misnamed because Sex Pod, they have those giant hand statues. It should be Hand Roberts. 
uh, for hand stuff, <laughs> obviously. So, but also go enjoy your lack of fornication to all those players and your lack of ability to self-discover yourselves in Tulsa. I'm taking Arkansas. I'm driving this must bus. They also played once before. Arkansas beat Oral Roberts by 11th. This year, outscored them and completely dismantled them in the second half of it's, the 57-36 um, to 36 box score. It's interesting you bring up Ken Palm because um, as much as he hates the team of Oral Roberts, he loves Max Abmus. He's third He's in the, the yeah, country in offensive amazing efficiency. Player. Amazing player. Um, and when you have a guy like that on your team, anything can happen in March. And especially, you can keep games within 10 points. Oh, oh, I'm extremely excited you're on the other side of this. That's simple and it's easy. And I'm... Your indie rock three, albums or can three, you, whatever you three want to make Three for three on chalk for you. That's a... How do you look yeah, in the Capper, mirror? I, I, Capper, I need you to stop because you're going to force me to take another player prop bet. And I, I can't. The <laughs> banks are on me. They're going to come after me if I do another player prop bet. Uh, I am going to take... The truth is I'm, I've been a little on the fence, but I think I got to go... I think I'm going to go with Oral here just because the, it's not mm-hmm. just... They have Obmus, but they also have O'Banner who was, was has been just stroking it. I just see... I think it's a shootout and... If Oral Roberts has shown that they can fucking score, they can fuck you. Uh, have if you watch their games, they did not look like a team that was remotely outmatched on the offensive end against Ohio State or Florida. Uh, they they looked very efficient, very clean. They got open looks. I think they can score with them. I don't know if they'll upset them, but I mean, yeah, maybe Joel team um, put some sort of positive curse on them, but they certainly weren't that good during the rest of the regular season. And since, I think you're getting clouded. Since, by well, we're guys. not talking about the regular season. We're talking about the first two games of the tournament, and we're talking about the Sweet 16 matchup, brother. And also, please don't sully this podcast by bringing up disgusting figures like Joel Olstein. My he, God, he's a booster of Oral Roberts. We're not, ta- we're not talking about that. Um, since 2000, only 21 players have scored at least 26 points in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Oral Roberts has two of those 21. Beauty. Cool. Uh, you love to I'm see gonna it. I'm going to go next round. We're going, uh, we're looking at, uh, Houston versus Cuse. Uh, Cuse, we should have always known you could just pencil them in. You guys liked San Diego State, but we should have yeah, just penciled that's on Cuse to the Sweet 16 right away. There, uh, Houston is favored by six points in this game. Total is 140. Uh, Rain Man, what, what side are you leaning here? Uh, Syracuse plus six. Give me the zone. Give me Buddy Bayheim. Give me Buddy Buckets, a walking bucket. Love that kid. Uh, Houston should have lost to Rutgers, so I'll take the points with Syracuse. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Capper, you agree with that? This is a very tough one because um, against Syracuse round one, saw what they did to San Diego State and immediately knew they were making it to the Sweet 16. That was like the gimme of gimmies that they were just going to upset um, the next game. When you pencil Jim Beheim into an 11 seed, anything can happen. We're looking at a six-point spread. I think it's not enough. Houston is Whoa. really good. They were really good all year. Um, they struggled a little bit in the last game, but I think they, I think they can – score on this zone that now we know like you know we know what it is everyone knows what it is tell, some tell teams can't the teams beat it just beat <laughs> some teams can't beat it houston's gonna beat it houston wins this game by 10 i think i think you, the reason why houston they, they will took, beat it they took buddy I, off the cupcakes it's over for them no i 
I, I think what I'm looking at is I see Houston seventh in adjusted offense and, and Syracuse has been hot, but Houston is deep and they are really, really well coached. Kel, I think Kelvin Sampson is an excellent coach. And you, I, you're I seeing like, the beginnings of a potential Gonzaga over in Houston. Cause they'll be able to recruit in that city. And they, he look, he's a hell of a coach. People want to play honestly for him. as, as much upsets as there were last weekend, there weren't a lot of come from behind wins and Houston had one of the only like really legitimate come from behind, like, dead in the water type wins oh you could argue michigan did michigan was the yeah one of the other ones um but there weren't like once teams got out in front they pretty much like front ran and won and won their games there weren't like a lot of like drag them out type of this team's way behind they're not going to be able to come back houston did that um i think that shows a lot going into a round three matchup I'm I'm looking at Houston only because yeah I think they're well coached enough to break the zone they have the shooters to break the zone they have the offense to break the zone and Syracuse they've played really well but we know that they're beatable they've uh, they've that's lost fair. games this year um, so that's why I like I agree with Capper I think uh, I yeah I, I agree I think it might be uh, the Sweet Sixteen is the is sort of the ceiling for Syracuse but we'll see uh, we're gonna move over now to our Sunday games. Uh, We'll start with, uh, this is going to just be uh, a shooting gallery. It's uh, Gonzaga minus 13 and a half against the red hot Creighton team that should have lost to U- uh, UCSB. That was the one that really hurt me. Yeah, uh, I had the stings. money line, but 158 and a half uh, total. Uh, we'll start with you, Capper. Do you have a lean here? Um, until they prove me otherwise, I'm riding Gonzaga to the finish line. Uh, money line against the spread. To win the championship, exit the tournament if you don't want that to happen anymore. But I'm not getting off this train. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen well, and a half is not I'm enough really for a team as good as Gonzaga. That you said you love the board so much that you hated it because we have everything different here, and I do love <laughs> this board, and I think I'm going to curb stomp you this weekend. I got Creighton plus 13 and a half against Gonzaga. Creighton's a good basketball team, 19, Ken Palm, 12 in favor, 15 in Sagarin. Uh, they all because they, you know, dropped an egg in the last game of the Big East tournament. People kind of forgot how good they were. Marcus Sigarowski averaged over 42% from three this year and is their leading scorer, so he's getting the defensive attention and can still shoot. He's just done that three years in a row, so you don't think that that's going to slow down anytime soon. My Sims have this spread at around nine, so I'll take the four and a half points here and go Creighton, what I think will be not a close game but a closer game than people expect they um gonzaga just has so many ways to beat you they don't have to have their a game from every single player on the court at a certain time um and what what mark view has done there is just built a powerhouse and i know they haven't gotten over the hump yet they haven't won the national championship uh i think that might happen in two weekends Um, bold statement from capper I don't think it's that bold anymore at this point. That's like that's about bold as bold statement. Number one team in the country might win the tournament. It's this about year. as tepid as it gets. But Drew Tame, um, Corey Kispert, Tame. those guys are just like they're unstoppable. And and what what's going to happen is you're going to have one of those two guys, one of those Shot five guys, not have a night off. Two of those five pick. guys have a night off, and it's not even going to matter. They're just going to roll through you. And I think that's going to happen at Creighton. I think that'll happen to one of these Pac-12 teams to make it to the Final Four, and you know, then we'll go from there. So you got you got the Zags covering the points. Yeah, I got them winning by fifteen. Yeah, 
I uh, it was a heartbreaker that OU game. What a they wild had the finish! Missed alley oop. The man, that was a rough one against the spread. And for that reason, uh, I'm betting total in this one. I'm going over 158 and a half. Gonzaga, number one offense in the country, 92 points per game. Um, I think Creighton, for the reasons Rayman's pointing out, they also have just proven to be a little bit hot and have good offense. Uh, I think they could probably easily shatter that 158 and a half mark if they both play their average games. So I, uh, I, like, I like that, that. over there. I like the over. Um, good pick. And also, it'll just be fun to root for that over. Uh, just, uh, unless it is just for some reason a real slog fest. Uh, this next game, uh, probably the game of the weekend, I think fair to say. It's one of the few games that sort of... Uh, the, the right teams won through, and now it's living up to its promise for a matchup you expect in the Sweet 16. That is uh, Michigan minus 2.5 yeah. versus Florida State. The total's 145. Um, I'll just... Uh, I'll, I'll give my pick first here. I think I'm, I'm taking FSU in the points. Uh, I'm going to just – I've been fading Michigan. It hasn't really done much for me, but I uh, I, I like uh, – It's Leonard. I think this is Leonard Hamilton's year. He sacrificed his uh, – I think he bursted his Achilles for this. Uh, this is his <laughs> And yet year. still coaching. Wow. Coaching through it. Uh, I like I like Florida State in the points. Uh, Rain Man, where do you lean here? Oh, I, I I love Florida State. I've been on Florida State all year. There's no reason to stop now. We'll keep rolling with the Knolls. Uh, how I view this game is LSU and Michigan. That was looked like a toss-up game. It was a toss-up game. LSU probably should have won, but Michigan came back and beat them. Michigan's a very good team. They can do that. I think Florida State is basically like LSU, but a lot better. So I'll take the points here. Awesome. Uh... I think. Well, I'm uh, not, Ka- Doug. Is that the first yeah, thing Capper. we've agreed with, Joe? <laughs> Capper, are you? Are you? Uh, it is the first one we agreed on. Uh, uh, one of us is going to be reviewing I'm taking, some songs. Uh, I'm taking Michigan. This is like meat chicken, huh? This what? is. Give it to um, me. Why? Well, they've got the better coach. They've got Juwan Howard, who is just that's a shot. Stop. Unbelievable. Stop. That right, guy. Move on. Next point. What he's done so far with this Michigan team and this Michigan program. To get it to this point where they're, you know, the one seed overall um, in their region, favored in a Sweet 16 matchup against a very powerful and strong Florida State program, um, doing it without Isaiah Livers, um, and having just a well-balanced attack. Uh, what they did against LSU is they got, I mean, that was like a very good college basketball game. Like, we don't get to see yeah, those all the it was, time. It was a lot of fun uh, to watch. That was a back and forth, punch him in the mouth, punch him in the mouth knock them down, get back up. I mean, those teams were going at it for 40 minutes. Um, and I think that that type of game propels a team of Michigan stature who has still a lot of talent on the basketball court um, to that next level. And that in this game, like Florida State's really talented, but they've still got so many weapons to beat you. I think so many people have focused so far on, on livers being out and, oh, they're not going to be able to make it through. This is the most winnable bracket uh, region for – um, a lower seed to come out of. I think Michigan's going to prove that wrong. I think they're going to win this game. Two points is not enough. Two and a half points is not enough here. Um, I think you just take the better team in this spot, the team that's been through it, the team that's you know really faced a lot of adversity this year against really good quality programs in the Big Ten, and they're going to get through it. They're going to make it to the Elite Eight. 
Uh, what, I, what I also love about this matchup is it's the two schools. If you have to pick a school that they still think that they're relevant and good at football, but are actually just basketball schools at this point, it's Michigan and Florida State. Huge arrogance issue, as Coach would say, if he was on this pod. Uh, so, so that's interesting. One of these, whoever wins this game, will truly be a basketball school. So, it would it would have been nice, um, and we haven't touched on it yet, but it would have been nice to include Texas in that rankings. But they're clearly not a basketball. Texas school isn't a either. basketball school. They're they're just kind of they're, they're they're nothing they're there. school. Yeah, they're a school. They're a school in Austin. They're an institute of higher learning. Swimming and diving. How dare you? I won't. Um, I won't even do it. Yeah, let's uh, keep it rolling. And I won't take questions at this time about about that loss. But, like, holy fucking shit, losing that game and the Avalon getting blown out. Holy shit, holy shit. What a fucking disaster. Uh, Let's go to Bama minus six and a half versus UCLA. The total here is 143. Uh, UCLA, I got to give a shout out to my guy, Jaime. One of my favorite players what in the tournament. He's up there for a favorite of the tournament, for sure. What an animal. Dude, you know, you just know that imagine lining up across from this guy, and you're thinking right away, oh, I'm going to fucking cook this guy. No shot this guy can ball. And all he, he against Michigan State, he looked unreal. Uh, well, that being said, uh, bam in the points. I think they win this by maybe 30 points. I think they're going to absolutely demolish UCLA in this spot. Uh, Capper, what are you, what are you thinking? Um, this one's, this one's very tough, um, because I think Alabama is one of the better teams left in the tournament, um, based off what they did in the regular season, based off the roster construction, uh, but UCLA seems like that team of destiny to me here, um, where they've already won three games in the tournament, obviously one's a playing game, um, but they beat a really good BYU team, obviously ACU's not good at all but they just shut them down they put them in a headlock early that game was over from the jump like it was over five minutes in um and i think that a game like that gives them a little bit of a you know pull back like hey i'm it's, not saying it's not too I'm intense not saying they're like not we're, we're well. already ready yeah. to roll for the next matchup here um and i don't know like bama bama's so hot and cold to me like they they could easily show up um saturday night or sunday and just say like we're not shooting today threes aren't falling um how are we going to beat a team of ucla stature they might still beat them but six and a half seems like too many to me here interesting yeah capper once again just terrible picking from you give me the fifth number one seed i'll take alabama the points this one's easy did did, (laughs) have we gone against each other in every pick so far Ooh, no, 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 so. we have. We'll recap we, at the we're end both on. Out. We're both on Loyola. I uh, Capper. The reason why I really like uh, the re- reason why I like Bama here is strictly because you mentioned that you mentioned their offense, but I'm looking at their third ranked adjusted defense, and I think that's what's going to come up huge in this spot for UCLA. Uh, I mean, for Alabama, I, I don't know if UCLA is going to be able to keep up with them ultimately because they are going to be hounding them in a way that. They haven't seen yet in the tournament. Uh, frankly, they got a bye against Abilene Christian. <laughs> like Texas really did a solid for them, but it's a it's a whole different world here. But uh, I don't know. That's a good I, I, that's I, a good defense and a good offense at UCLA. And they don't play. Yeah, they don't play great disagree. defense. But um, like I said, if if Bama's shots aren't falling, they could fall to anybody. Uh, I I think that's fair. I uh, and plus I think, plus uh, Bill Walton still got his four horses in the tournament to make the final four. 
I heard the rumor that Bill Walton might ultimately call one of the games and just like, holy fuck, what, what a disaster that would be for CBS <laughs> Major it. Network in that spot. Uh, let's stay in the Pac-12 with some Bill Walton darlings. Of course, the Sweet 16 matchup we all had down. Uh, USC against or against Oregon. Uh, I will say, Capper mentioned it. Oregon just balled the fuck out. I was so crazy impressed with them in their in their game. Uh, it's gonna come down, of course, to whether they have an answer for Evan Mobley. Capper, what's your read here? This is an insane matchup, actually, uh, because I think it's two teams that uh, much of the country probably didn't see enough this year. Uh, USC has obviously got the superstar in Mobley. But Oregon has a really talented, like, deep team that just comes at you from all different levels. The shooting threes, um, getting points in the paint, running transition. They just do everything very well. They're a very well-coached basketball team. Um, I, I, I think they can pull this off. I think USC is the more talented team, but I actually just – I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm taking Oregon plus the points. I think USC is yeah, better. I uh, I'm gonna I'll get my pick. I'm just I'm going against the total. I I so 139. Usually my Joe P senses is I want to go over, but because these are teams that have seen each other so many times, I actually like the under spot here at 139. I think there's going to be a little familiarity and it might tighten up uh, the game just a bit. So I'm I'm going a rare under spot for Joe P in this matchup. Uh, Rain Man, what's your pick? Yeah, give me Evan Mobley on USC. He's already would be above average rim protector in the NBA. I think he's going to really shine in this game against Oregon. I think they're the way better team. So, yeah, Oregon beat Iowa. Great. But USC's been better than them all season. No reason to think that'll stop now. And also, if I was going to have a lock of the week, this would be my double-wrapped sexual Oregon lock of the week because I'm going Trojan and I'm going them twice for the two points. Uh, give me UNC. USC. No, oh, that's a disaster of a. That's a disaster. Just, 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 of a, we're not getting, We're not getting sponsored by them. Please stop. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like yeah, you right, had to fuck up so so Why are you selling yeah, out? Yeah, you had to no fuck money. up so. You had to fuck up SoFi for us, and now the fucking Condon Company. We have nothing. We have nothing. God damn you. God damn you, Rain Man. <laughs>